0457736736. Now, that uh, is the text line. Just on that that expansion, too, we talk about Wayne Bennett um, linking up with Redcliffe Dolphins in 2024, uh, 2023, rather. <laughs> That's when they, it would appear, are going to come in. So uh, Wayne will probably help out uh, Billy Slater with uh, the Maroons next year. But on on the whole issue of expansion, and again, get involved um, via text 0457736736. What do you think about another team coming into the south southeastern part of Queensland? What do you think about the NRL playing with 17 teams as opposed to an equal number? So we will now have a bye um, each and every round. And while I'm at it, what do you think about bringing the Western Reds back or having an NRL club based in Perth? As I said earlier on in the program, I think the NRL or the ARL Commission are are really missing a giant opportunity there. And I I am talking from experience because I was part of the foundation club. I went over there in 1994. Um, I signed a a second string contract, um, captain reserve grade for most of that. But I also went there fresh out of university and uh, helped set up the marketing department, selling the sponsorship, all that sort of stuff, and helping to put the game on the map. Um, in very much a, an AFL stro- stronghold. There was only one AFL team there, the, uh, the West Coast Eagles. They were at the peak of their powers or thereabouts before the Dockers came in. But so many things were there and set up for rugby league. A big rugby union presence over there. A lot of South Africans, a lot of English as well. And a lot of expats, you know, from the Eastern States had relocated to Perth. So we set up in 95, or years before that, for a couple of years it was building. Our first game was 95, March 12, 95, against the Dragons. Actually, we won 25 points to 12. Brad Mackay was uh, was our captain. Um, I was watching on in Reggie's, but that's not my point. The game could certainly have survived. The crowds were good, even though we're playing at a an unfriendly stadium, the Wacker, that is built for cricket and you know, just not for rugby league. Now they've got purpose-built stadiums over there, right? Everything was set up. We had loads of sponsorship. We were breaking even, not a problem, making money on match day. The game would have grown for sure. And then this thing called Super League came along. Now, I think a lot of people are of the um, misunderstanding that the Western Reds were kicked out because they went broke. Well, that's not true at all. The Western Reds, under the ARL, the original Western Reds in 1995 and 1996, before they jumped ship and became part of the Murdoch crew with Super League, they were going quite okay financially, but they were building some debts up. And most of those debts were built up because the ARL didn't have the foresight to say, you know what, we're going to have to help these guys out financially. Because guess what? It costs a fair bit of money to fly not one, but two teams to the other side of the country every fortnight, i.e. first grade and reserve grade, and put them up in hotel accommodation for 60 people every fortnight, Mm. 60 people and more in flights every fortnight. And then the Western Reds had to pay their own way coming back every fortnight, Mm. shipping 60 players out here on planes and accommodation. So the debts were growing. But the reason... The Western Reds are no longer. Don't be fooled by the fact that it was because they went broke. It wasn't that at all. It was more that Super League didn't want them as part of their plans going forward. Now, I was listening to a a podcast today, or bits of it, and I did say because my brother is involved in the podcast, and um, it's a podcast that is John Gibson. Now, John Gibson is the son of Jack Gibson. And John does some really good work in the real estate industry at the moment. The podcast is called Talking Real Estate with John Gibson. 
son of Jack. Uh, and my brother Mark is involved with it as well. But their special guest today was none other than the ARL administrator extraordinaire who was very much around at the time of the whole Super League war, John Quayle. And uh, he said a little bit, a thing or two about the Western Reds. It was the perfect time for us. We were only going to go 18 teams at that time. But when we looked at, at New Zealand, North Queensland, and of course we always wanted another team in Brisbane, Perth was always our option because you've said it exactly right. The expats, there was only one AFL team at the time and the support over there was incredible. And that's why it was a no-brainer for us. The sad part about it that then when Super League hit, as you know, the cost, Super League's model was more money for the less teams. And it was a very easy decision to eliminate it, where ours was expansion, ours was exposure, exposure, new audience, new participants. And whether it's too late to do it again now, I don't know. That'll be a decision for the current administrators. But it was the time you knew the support it was getting, um, and it was the right time then. Whether it is again, I'll leave that to somebody else. Well, there he is, the great administrator, the best administrator this game has ever seen, John Quayle, uh, talking uh, on that podcast, talking real estate with uh, John Gibson. So there you had it. I mean, the Super League, they wanted more money for less teams, basically, but Western Reds were always part of the plan for the ARL, and that's when they expanded to uh, 20 teams in 1995. So the Reds came in, uh, North Queensland Cowboys came in, Auckland Warriors came in. Uh, and the, the Crushers came in too, South Queensland Crushers. Now, that was ill-fated, the South Queensland Crushers. So we did have two Brisbane teams, uh, but they didn't last either, nor did the Western Reds. I really hope uh, one day and one day soon the Western Reds are back in the NRL.